Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ritmaster, and joining me tonight in the man cave to record Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 47 are Tim Hicks. Come along and join the fun. And Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. And this week, uh, our topic is, well... Okay, so we're shilling for our sponsors, I guess. I don't know. Um, we got to give a hat tip t- to uh, Todd Morgan, who who was asking about this, thought it might be interesting to hear us talk about it. So, hey, we figured, why not? Uh, you'll hear in a minute uh, why today of all days actually turns out to probably be the best possible day to talk about it. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a, a, a day in the life of a travel agent, for lack of a better way to put it. Um Fitting for a podcast currently sponsored by two travel agencies, uh, Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel, both of which are Disney destination vacation specialists and authorized Disney vacation planners. They would love to help you and your family make the most out of a Disney destination vacation experience, ensure that you're not spending money on the stuff that you don't need, and you're also not skimping on the things that would make your experience more fulfilling. So you can check them out at wickedmousetravel.com and at mousemastertravel.com. All right. Um, so just to get everybody caught up, if you're not uh, aware, we talked about this a little bit as we were getting the podcast relaunched back uh, a little over a year ago now. But um, Willie is uh, the owner of Wicked Mouse Travel in uh, Massachusetts. And, yes, I am. Thank you. And uh, I own Mouse Master Travel, which is part of Fantastic Memories Travel uh, in Overland Park, Kansas. And uh, Tim ha- had the the wonderful foresight to decide to get in this game as well as an independent contractor agent uh, with <laughs> me at Fantastic Memories. He joined us um, back in in January. I think it was a little before that, I yep. guess, uh, just as the pandemic was beginning to, you know, rage throughout. Uh, uh, remind me not to buy a lottery ticket. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the nice thing about a lottery ticket is that you can't lose any more than you put in. Right. Uh, Very and true. that's a travel agent. You can't lose anymore. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. Let's not go there. Right. Past that, shall we? <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so Todd was was curious about, you know, practically speaking, what is it that that we do, and we thought it might be fun to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I don't. I, I want to be clear here. Um, we're not here recruiting we're also not here trying to scare anybody away we're just kind of talking from our experience we want to have a little fun with this uh if you recognize yourself and any of the things that we're saying um i promise we're not going to identify any guests specifically um if you do recognize yourself 
you might want to think twice um, <laughs> in the <laughs> way you treat your fellow human beings. Either. Um, you know, we get the best and the worst, right? I mean, one of the reasons I got into this game in the first place is that I was was leaving a job where nobody was ever happy. And so making my full-time occupation the thing where people were happy as long as I did, you know, a basic good job, what I considered to be just a decent job, you know, they were thrilled. Uh, you know, that, that was an attractive prospect to me. I, I gotta say, it's a little different experience when it's full-time, <laughs> when it's not a hobby, when you can't just set it aside, but I still love it. And I, I still, you know, mostly get that sense of appreciation of, um, excitement in the, the services that we provide and in the things that we do for people and that, that for the most part, people are appreciative and enjoy it. Um, not always though. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of those experiences. Um, you know, Willie and Tim, I mean, you guys were the ones who were really kind of, uh, developing the topic, uh, while I was wrestling with an email server. Uh, so, so, so maybe you two can, can fill in a little more here as, as we get rolling kind of what we're, what we're going to be talking about this evening. Yeah. Sorry, Willie, I'm going to jump in first. Here's the thing. If you have a passion for something and I have a passion for two things, music and Disney, uh, when you have a passion for that, it's like you just want to have you want to help everybody have the best time they can possibly have. So that's really kind of been my motivation for getting into this a year ago, even though you know I get in and COVID happens and all that, right? Um, so you know I'm still trying to step out of the 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 hobby hurdle to get to you know um, the the real deal. But the thing is, I've got a passion for Disney and a passion for making sure that people are having a good time. Um, as good a time as they can possibly have. So to the extent that I can impart some knowledge and experience to, uh, to clients that are, you know, ready to travel and ready to experience Disney and don't know everything they should know. I'm all about that. I totally agree. That's like one of the most fun parts about this job. We're doing things we love to do. And we're also having customers and friends and family get to experience a lot of fun. Like I said, Disney's like one of my biggest passions in the world and I can teach, educate and let you have a good time at the same time while doing something I love. I thoroughly love this job. It's something I never thought I would totally fall in love with, but I'm going on year eight now and I'm, having more fun than I ever thought I would, even with a pandemic. Right. So let's, let's get into this a little bit. And, and I, I want to start with um, a, a little piece of this that maybe, um, and I, I'm going to apologize up front. I, I don't mean for this to, to be a, a downer, but I, I think it's an important backdrop and important sort of bit of context. Um, a lot of people focus on the fun part of being a travel agent, right? I mean, the, you guys can argue with me if you want. I don't think you will, but, but you know, the most nope. fun thing when you're working with a client on a, especially a, a Disney destination vacation is, you know, putting together that, that travel plan for them, you know, the, the details of a plan, all the, the things that they want to include, how they want to include it and you craft it with them very carefully, a custom plan. That's a blast. That's fun. That's, that really taps into your passion for both, the, the guest experience and for the, the Disney destination product. 
but I tell people, I mean, Tim will, will attest, you know, somebody comes to me and says they're interested in working as a contractor agent. The first thing I do is have this conversation with them and say, I agree that part's a blast. And I'm sure you do that for your friends now, for your family members now. And that's fun. If you're lucky and you've got a really great close rate, that's about 20, 25% of your job. Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. I would totally I, agree with that. Yeah. I That's, can't disagree at all. I was, I was doing this for free before. So, you know, sure. having a, have a good, I would have a good close rate based on, you know, what I've done in the past. Now, you know, there are a lot of people that just want to kick the tires and see, uh, but not really realizing that they can't do by themselves what I can do for them. I call them window shoppers and we have lots of those, you know, or they get the, what do you want to call it? The sticker shock. Yes. You know, they, they get all excited that they want to go to Disney for a week or they want to go on a cruise for a week. And then you drop the hammer and all of a sudden you're, you're the mean guy or you're, you're overcharging them or, you know, these, when did this get so expensive? And I'm like, this is a vacation. Yeah. This is I've this is that called luxury money. This isn't, um, you know, y- your rent money. I hate to say it that way, but these are amazing times and amazing memories. But it's still going to cost you amazing dollars, of, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, well, and and I think it's it's an issue even more than in travel industry in general when we're talking about Disney destinations because there's a, a lot of nostalgia involved in Disney travel. And so you get a lot of folks who have, you know, memories of their family trip to Disney together, whether it's Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And, you know, their memory is of their dad complaining about spending $25 a person on a ticket. And then when you come back and tell them that, you know, the date-based pricing for, for their tickets is going to be, you know, $164 a day, um, you know, they, they think you're crazy and, and that you're overcharging them. And it's like, I didn't choose the price. <laughs> These are Disney's prices. It's the same price they charge everybody. There, you'll see the same prices. I that's, see. that's the hardest part is like, you know, they're like, oh, how much is the room or how much is this? And I'm like, well, the tickets are 500 a person. $2,000 for my family to walk in? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's it's expensive. But what's it cost you to go to a movie that's two and a half hours long? Well, it's only 30. Well, it's only $30, but it's two hours long. <laughs> like those are the, the things sure. that people don't remember. Yep. You know, you went to dinner. Where'd you go? Well, we only went to Outback. How much was dinner? Well, it was 140 bucks. You spend 140 bucks at Outback, like what? There's not much difference than going to a Disney dinner, well, you know. You just, and, and you spend 140 bucks at, at, at Outback, and you know when you walked out of the restaurant, you were, you know, in the in the parking lot of the strip mall. When you right. when you spend yep. 140 bucks at, at you know a meal at Disney, you, you walk outside and you're still at Walt Disney World. <laughs> you're right. still immersed in the magic. And, exactly right. And a bus will take you home. Right. Yeah. You don't have to drive. That's right. Have that second glass of wine. Or right. Have some olives. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so. Oh, Willie. <laughs> the, I, I, I want to spend a little bit of time here um, at the beginning uh, talking about some of that other stuff because people get fixated on the fun stuff, on the planning stuff, on the, the you know, 
getting to spend research, you know, when, when we're doing research work for work, you know, we, we're reading Disney blogs sometimes or, or, you know, digging into information from Disney. But, um, I mean, that, that's the, the fun planning part. We were just talking before we started the show, you know, in order to make sure that, that I've got a steady flow of guests coming in, I've got to have a whole marketing apparatus working. And that involves either, you know, if I was in a position to pay people to do it, then I, then I might do that, hire some people to do it. Some, some agencies do that. Um, you know, at this point for us, I don't know about Willie, uh, but I know that I produce pretty much all of our content. Um, it also means that I'm the IT professional. And so I'm making sure that uh, today's issue in particular, you know, we're transitioning to a new uh, uh, bulk email system for when we send email out about Disney discounts or information about Disney. We, we send out those, those things, you know, you have to use um, mailing list software. What we were using, I felt like it gotten prohibitively expensive. I found a less expensive alternative, had it all configured and running, and then ran into a glitch today. I lost half a day worth of work because I was fighting with an email server instead of doing travel agent work. It, it happens. Um, you know, that, that part. And, and if you don't do that part, you don't get to do the fun stuff. So you learn to put up with it. But I, I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot more that goes into this than sitting behind a keyboard, staring at the Disney website, booking vacations. Well, and as a, a fantastic memory, fa fantastic memories travel generalist, I appreciate that work because I get the benefit of you do the work, I get the benefit. Well, that's the idea. At least you're supposed to be able to leverage it. Um, and and you know, frankly, Disney in a lot of ways when you're when you're focused, it, it's a little easier because you you know where you're getting all your product from, right? I mean, it's like it's like being the that outlet store, you know, connected to a particular uh, manufacturer. Um, you know, when we're looking at our non-Disney travel side of things, it's a whole different game because, you know, I manage relationships with several dozen different suppliers. I was going to say, you could probably have up to 40, 40 different suppliers. I mean, I think Monday morning, on average, I get about 15 to 20 emails from everyone just like, welcome to the week. You know, this is what's going on. And then Tuesday, you get the other companies. And then Wednesday. And then Friday, you're like book this for the weekend, you know, uh -huh. it's okay. This it's, past Thursday, I have a perfect example. This past Thursday morning, I, I have a meeting every Thursday morning, it's an hour and a half long meeting. Um, so, uh, I, I had my, my morning meeting. So when the meeting started, I, I minimized my email so I'd, it wouldn't distract me during my meeting, had my zoom, oh, you know, online meeting, hour and a half meeting, maximized the email again. I had 150 emails in my inbox. In 90 minutes. Yeah. You had over Easily. one email per minute. Yeah. 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 And it was just, you know, the, the, the volume has gotten much higher lately just because we have so many suppliers updating us on changes in policies and safety procedures and, you know, all of those kinds of things going on. So, so that really has ramped up the volume, but I, you know, a good chunk of my day is, is just inbox management. 
Well, you have, and they realize there's a lot of pent up demand too. So they're trying to get their foot in ahead of everyone else. Oh, exactly. Well, and they also want you to be ready, like, you know, for when this happens, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. Oh yeah. And you need all necessary information and I need to have it. And, you know, they don't know which other suppliers I work with. So, so they can't assume that I'm getting this information. So every one of my suppliers that sells Dominican Republic, you know, sends me an email with the update on the new policies for Dominican Republic. And then they all send me ones for the update for Mexico. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just part of what you do. Um, You learn to, to sift it. Um, We're not just sitting around booking dining and when fast passes are around, sitting around doing fast passes and then collecting checks, right. like that's what the job really does not entail. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, I would say that the foundation of, of what we do in a lot of ways and really uh, the foundation for all of us who are, are you know, selling travel agents, because there's a, there, some of these pieces are maybe, you know, some people do them more than others, whatever, but, um, you know, the core thing that, that all of us are doing on an on ongoing basis, really every day, is that, that education par- uh, part, that learning part. Whether it's, you know, reading reports from various suppliers or from Disney destinations or, you know, bloggers with feet on the ground or, um, you know, uh, uh, doing on-site inspections or any of those kinds of things. The one thing that, that those of us who are involved in this, you know, on a serious professional basis do is research and it's not always just the fun stuff, you know, but, but research that allows us, because one of the biggest things I learned when, when I started doing this full time and, and I guess I knew it before then, but it really hit me when it, this was an all the time thing. The biggest thing I run into is that the travelers don't know what they don't know. Right. Exactly. Right. And, yep. and there's so much information that is out there now, you know, thanks to the World Wide web and the wonderful, amazing world communication system. There's so much information out there that people feel like they know it all. And you spend five minutes talking to them and you realize that you know, they don't know what they don't know. But in order to, be able to recognize that we have to do our homework. Well, that's yeah, the key. You have to stay on top of everything because especially with the Disney or a universal, or even like you just said, a Mexico or a Dominican Republic, they, they go to their trusty old handy Facebook group or their neighborhood, you know, email group. And they hear all these things and they say things to you. And you're just like, that has nothing to do with what's going on right now. <laughs> like, I hate to say that. And yeah. I don't want to like correct them and say, no, you're wrong. But at the same time, it's like, you hired me for a reason. Let me teach you about this part of the job and you will have a great, you know, vacation. And here's the thing. In order to be a good teacher, you've got to be a good student. You've got to go in and study. You've got to go in and figure out everything that you need to know that you need to pass along to those clients about, you know, that any, any particular vacation type, whether it's Disney, whether it's Cancun, whether it's uh, Cozumel, uh, whether it's, you know, 
any whatever it is, you gotta you gotta know what you're talking about before you do it. And so, so that piece is is a big chunk of what we do. Uh, the other big chunk, and we've alluded to it a little bit, is, is that whole sort of marketing piece, right? I mean, look. Tim and and Willie and I are all involved in various Disney fan groups and, you know, have groups of Disney fans that we've become friends with over the years. But I'll be blunt, those are not, generally speaking, our best sources of clients. We we do certainly get some clients from those sources. Um, But let's be honest, the folks that are in those super fan groups, they, they don't think they need us. Some of them still do but they think they don't exactly. And frankly, most of them do need us, right. but well, they, yes, they do. They do need us, but they don't admit it. Right. Well, and the other piece <laughs> is that, that even the ones who do admit it and do, you know, utilize the services of a, of an agent, you know, they know enough different agents that they're not, they're not the, the clients that you get that are going to come back to you year after year because, you know, they're going to kind of share the wealth around because they know lots of folks who do this. Um, and, and I get that. I, I can respect that. Um, so, you know, really for us, those community connections are more about information and kind of staying on top of, you know, what the fan communities are talking about and thinking about. And, and sometimes you can get insights on the way people are reacting to news out of the parks, for example, faster than you would from the general public who hasn't heard about it yet. Um, but but we've got to do marketing to keep people coming in the door because if you don't, you know, you don't have new clients coming in, then you're not going to have any income <laughs> a couple of months down the road. Because uh, that's the other piece to our business is that it's all about delayed gratification for the agent. True enough. Very delayed gratification. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> how many how many clients do you have that are looking to book in 2022, Willie? Um, way too many and it's, it's a great thing, but like, like we all know you don't get paid until they come home. Yeah. So when they come home, you finally get a check. So remember everything I book for may of 2022, I don't get paid until maybe June of 2022. So remember that when you're helping out your fellow travel agents, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that that people maybe don't realize, um, that some travel agents do charge planning fees, and there are some circumstances under which we charge planning fees. Um, generally speaking, we don't charge planning fees for Disney vacations where uh, it's what we're selling is commissionable product. There are always, you know, particular circumstances where we may need to because of the unique circumstances, but... The vast majority of, of travel agent income comes from commission payments. And, you know, our theme park, uh, uh, they're not our clients. The, the theme park um, vendors, suppliers, you know, they generally pay only after travel is completed. Um, some of our resort uh, vendors will pay after final payment, some will pay when travel begins. So maybe you get paid a week sooner. Um, some of the cruise folks pay earlier, but frankly, the cruise folks paying earlier has turned into a nightmare over the last year because oh God, yes. they pay early. But then if there's a late cancellation, they'll come back and recall the commission. And I, I've got some, 
we had a whole group of folks that were on a carnival cruise that got canceled back in November. And we're still trying to get the accounting straightened out to figure out how much of it we actually got paid on, how much of it's been recalled, because it's just a total mess. And that's only a simple cruise. Imagine if you had four or five major groups going at one time and they all got canceled, like just what happened last year from say March, April, May. I mean, everyone on spring break of last year that had major cruise groups that were paid for because that's a peak season. You pay for it in advance earlier and then they're recalling it in May. I, I have said the more divine thanks (laughs) <laughs> than I have almost any other time when, <laughs> when, because uh, I had a, a cruise group that traveled and they, they got back to Kansas City on March 7th, which was so a, they were wow. a week in advance. Exactly. Yeah. Like a week before everything shut down. Everything and it was a down. big yeah. group um, that we had done. And I mean, it, it would have been ugly. Uh, they were one of the last cruises that ran before everything shut down. Um, Can you imagine a total buyout cruise? Oh, yeah. If you were in charge of something like that, oh my gosh. Yeah. That would have been nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and those things are problems. And, and you know, I feel for the clients, I mean, we've, we've spent hours on the phone because another piece of, of what we do is, you know, there's the customer service piece between us and the clients directly, right? We answer the phone, we answer their emails, we talk them through their options, we, you know, help them understand um, the you know, unique situations or whatever. Um, but that's, you know, direct uh, conversation with the client. But then we also have customer service issues that we have to take care of on the opposite end, right? Where we don't really have any control over it, but we need to to get something for the client from a supplier or a vendor. Um, to Disney's credit, they were among the best out there in terms of getting people refunded, getting refunds processed quickly, um, you know, getting getting credits to people quickly. You know, I, I have no complaints about that. Meanwhile, I have a client who is a very loyal Crystal Cruise client, luxury cruise client, loves the product. He's taken four Crystal Cruises already. They were supposed to, uh, wow. you know, they were supposed to take another one and uh, they had to cancel it in, uh, see, they canceled, the, the cruise was supposed to go in October. They canceled it in May. And so May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January. So it's nine months later and they have not seen the refund of their deposit yet. And the deposit on Crystal Cruise isn't $200 like Disney. No, it's, it's just a, to give anyone, right. Yeah. Just to give anyone no, an it, idea. Yeah. Their deposit yeah, is about three grand for a couple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and the, the airlines were swamped and, you know, there was a time period there where it was six hours on hold to talk to somebody at an airline, but we did it when we needed to, um, you know, we got clients taken care of. Um, I think that, you know, I don't think I had any clients who ended up losing money on airfare. Um, we got everybody either, either full credits or refunded. But here's the thing. Who do you 
prefer to have sitting on hold? Do you want to sit on hold? Or do you want your TA to sit on hold? Oh, of course. I mean, because, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly the point. But but what I'm saying is that that's part of our job is that we do that. And and exactly the part that and and I I said this to Crystal when I was so frustrated with them because my client was getting upset with me because they hadn't gotten their refund. Not like I had the money, you know. <laughs> Crystal has the money, and and I'm you know, doing what I can to nudge them along, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm working to not get paid. Right. Right. And we all did a whole lot of work in order to not get paid. And I actually had to have this conversation with the folks, um, you know, I I get, I got, uh, for a couple of months there, uh, you know, I collected, uh, self-employed unemployment, right. Cause we had zero business and, uh, had to had this conversation with the folks from the Kansas unemployment office and trying to explain to them, well, I know that on the form it says, did you work in your business? Well, yes, I did, but I worked in order to not make money. Zero dollars. Right. Right. I got zero. Not just that. I worked in order to cancel things that were going to mean recalls were going to happen and I'm going to give back money. (laughs) It's going to cost you money. Exactly. And, and it was a really hard concept for some people to kind of wrap their heads around, but it's what we do. But they had never, they had never experienced this either. Yeah, right. And that's what a lot of people right, right. don't understand, that so much has gone into what's happened over the last 12 months that a lot of jobs from everyone that now works from home that might never go back to the office to, you know, we were on unemployment and – we were working, but not getting paid. Like, I mean, I can think of many hours where I'd sit on hold for six hours to get stuff done to say, okay, Jim, you got your money, but I have nothing. Right. But I got nothing. Right. Right. You're getting your, you're getting your clients, the money back, but you're not getting squat. Yeah. Right. Now there, there were a small percentage of, of trips, especially those right at the beginning of March and April, right as things were canceling. Some of the suppliers really stepped up and, and what they call protected commissions. Um, you know, we can, right. we could, we could bore people with how the definitions of protected got twisted down the road. But, um, uh, you know, there were a few suppliers who, who really did do right by the agent community, and, and we really appreciate them. Disney among them. I was going to say Disney was high, high, high on that list. Yes, they do it right. Um, but let's – all right, so that's – and and, and the, there's one other piece of, of this that it can be kind of fun, but it gets time-consuming and, and a challenge, and that's, you know, as we talked about it, that's this marketing piece. Where, you know, you get to be creative and fun, but you also have to deal with suppliers who are very protective of their images. And so the stuff that maybe you would like to use to promote their product, they don't want you to use because it's theirs. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know anybody that's more restrictive than Disney. Seriously. Well, I mean, the the Sandals folks have given them a run for their money at times, Um you know, Universal has their new rules too, although they're a little bit more liberal. But um, you know, they're all of the. To me, it's it's it has to do with the ones that that have a um, that really rely on their brand identity for the value. You know, as as a big piece of the value of what they offer 
is that identity. You know, those are the ones that are the most protective of it. And that makes sense. Um, but it, but they've also built their whole business off that brand identity and exactly. their exactly. huge, huge marketing. Like, I mean, you know, when it's a certain company, what they're offering, like that, like you don't even have to like, I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but when they offer the five things or the three things, I'm like, I know exactly what they're marketing right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, I, I tell agents all the time, I, I try really hard and it's a hard concept sometimes, but I try really hard to focus on promoting my services and, and the value of working with me as opposed to promoting particular destinations, because the reality is that the destinations promote themselves. And, you know, Disney is the best example. Disney spends $3 billion a year on marketing. It doesn't make any sense. Making sure you want to go, right? Right. But, but as a result, it doesn't make any sense for me to market the destination because any message I could possibly give would get drowned by $3 billion of Disney investment in marketing. Well, that's what like I've learned over the last few years. There's not a video in this world I could take in a Disney park that can compare to what they do in their video production. Like I can take all the video in the world of these parades and put it on my nicest high end camera and they already have cavalcades. (laughs) Sorry, cavalcades. And they already have 17 different, you know, videos, 17,000 times better than my video ready to use. And I mean, it's like, you know, we can take pictures and pictures are different because there's something we rely on, but like a good video, just let Disney do it. They already did it for you. And they've done a great job for you. Right. And, and I mean, look, there, there is some value in those in the moment photos and videos, and we do still take those and do those. And I, I still think there's some value in capturing moments, but, but from the bigger picture of, you know, sort of having an, an overarching marketing strategy for a particular destination. I, I tend to kind of leave that to the destination. I, I'm going to try and focus on, you know, communicating what it is that we're going to add to the experience for people, because why, why is it going to be worth your time to pay attention to my, you know, exactly. Amateur. What's my value add? Right. What's my value add? Yeah. That's I'd rather deal. spend That's time the- talking to you about what I do to makes it, that makes it better than if you just tried to do it on your own. Yes, exactly right. And that's, that's what I try to do with my clients too, is this, you know, okay, you could, yes, you could absolutely go do this for yourself. Absolutely. But you might not think of everything. And that's my job is to think of everything and make sure that we have you covered top to bottom. And I often find myself in, in almost the opposite position telling people, you're going to spend so much time trying to think of everything that you're not going to actually enjoy the moment, right? Because you're going to right. be so absorbed in making sure that you don't miss this, you don't miss that, rather than working through with me in advance and I can help you understand that, you know what, you don't need to waste your time on that because exactly. your family's not yeah. going to really enjoy it. Don't worry well, about the other this. Thing is people that. try to do everything. Right. And I tell them, I've been well over 35 times now. I haven't done everything. Like exactly. You can't do everything. Right. It doesn't matter if you're there it's for a year. It's constantly changing. Exactly. And, and there are things that you don't necessarily want to do. 
Right. I'm not going paragliding in or parasailing in a lake that, you know, has reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's customized. It's what you want to do, what you want to get out of your vacation. Right. And that's what we focus on. All right. So, so that's the, that's the downside piece. I, I think that, that we just wanted to kind of lay the context here. So uh, what I want to do now is maybe share some, some more fun stories about the experience of being a, an agent. And, um, you know, huh. can, can you think of maybe so far, and, and I know this is harder cause Tim has been in a, a difficult position here. I mean, he, he spent a year working really hard in particular with a couple of clients that he he put together really good, you know, vacation plans for, but through nobody's, you know, nobody's fault, <laughs> they, they went away. But, um, if you could, you know, what's your favorite moment, put it that way, because you can have a moment, even if the trip doesn't ultimately travel. So what, what's, what's your favorite moment from your sort of travel career? You know what? I'm really glad that you asked that question because to me, the planning is is the fun in and of itself. Now, I've got a current client right now that, um, you know, I emailed what, one of my last emails to him and said, how else can I make your vacation more magical? And his response was, I don't know. And this comes back to what you were saying before. They don't know what they don't know. So, Okay. Let's take this off the, you know, out of the box. Um, what else do we need to think about that we haven't thought about? And I enjoy that. I love that. Uh, okay, anything from um, ordering the magic bands to making sure we have our our dinner reservations set aside to, you know, whatever. And oh my gosh, I was so lucky. I have one client that was thirty two days out, and he told me, hey. I want to have a like princess kind of meal destination. And I was able to secure a, a reservation at Cinderella's Royal table. And I know they're not doing characters right now, but it's that whole idea of being in Cinderella's castle at the at Cinderella's Royal table. And uh, that just thrilled me that I was able to score that for them because, you know, it, it's, it's nothing that that is going to benefit me. That's going to excite me. But the fact that I could do that for my client really just it jazzed me up. It made oh, yeah. me so you get that adrenaline excited rush, for them. just as if it was you know yeah. your own trip and your own you know eight year old or seven year old daughter who was going to have this experience for the first time. So amazing because those are the things that they'll remember. Remember when we were at Cinderella's royal table yeah. and. We were Boom. in the castle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it so, so big. So I, one of my favorites um, is a, a trip that I helped a, a actually a good friend with somebody that I've known, I, somebody I met in law school. I'd worked with her for a long time and um, she, she had come to me and asked for help putting this Disney trip together. And, and over the course of, you know, the months that we were putting this trip together, you know, some things had happened that, you know, were, were a little challenging for her, but she was going to make this trip happen for she and her son. It was really important. And, um, then about two weeks before her final, final payment was due, um, Disney released a new discount and I went to try and apply it 
and I couldn't really get it to work for her room. There wasn't a deal. It wasn't, you know, wasn't going to work because in order to get the discount, we had to put them in a higher room category and it was going to be more expensive. And that was all that was available. And she was understanding, but, you know, disappointed that, that we couldn't get her the, the savings. Um, and then I always send an email a week before final payment, just with the reminder that, you know, final payment will be due in a week. I figured as long as I was going to send that email anyway, I'd go ahead and, and check again. I always try try to, you know, check back periodically on those things. And sure enough, sure. the discount had opened up in exactly the room she wanted. And I was able to send her that final payment email and say, oh, and by the way, that final payment will be $800 less than you were planning on it being. Yeah. And that's something if you're doing it yourself, you don't necessarily get. Well, you just... Somebody like her, I mean, she's a, a professional, she's a lawyer, she's, she's, you know, a single mom and trying to, to put this together. There's, she didn't have time to be checking every night for whether a, a discount would open up, but because I had the time to do it, you know, I went back and checked before I sent her the, the final payment email and I, I happened to see her at a meeting a couple of days later and just the, the, you know, the smile on her face when she got to say, you know, it, it made all the difference of the world. It's like, that's priceless, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, because look, $800 is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that, that it made, it, no, it took the trip from not at all. really pushing it to make it happen to, <sighs> I can breathe. Right. Right. It takes the, it takes that like last breath, like, Oh, we can probably have that extra dinner that we wanted to have. Do you know how many margaritas $800 will buy you in Macavadel tequila? <laughs> Not as many as we should want. And it's happy margarita. Oh my God, you made me snort. <laughs> about you, Willie? Do you have a, a specific uh, one like I that? I do. It's, it's one of my very first clients. And I do something different than a lot of people do. I go to customers' houses and I sit down with them and we plan. And it's kind of like the old vacuum cleaner guy or the life insurance guy. And we go through everything. And it was... October of 2014, and I sat down at these these guys' house. I sat at their kitchen table, and we planned one night at Coronado Springs and a four-day Disney cruise, and then one night back at Coronado Springs before they got on the plane to go home. And her husband looked at me dead in the eyes. The kids were, I think, three or four years old. They were just potty trained. He goes, this will be the last time you ever see me. And I said, Really? He goes, yeah, we're doing one Disney cruise and we're getting it out of our system. We're never going back to Disney world. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. I said, okay. You know, I mean, like great people that we had a blast. I was there probably two, two and a half hours. You know, I didn't make any money by the time, you know, you do all the travel and everything, but we just had a lot of fun. They get home and they said to me, we'll never do another Disney cruise again. I said, why? I said, we're just not cruise people. Four weeks later, the husband calls me and says, all right, we need to go to Disney for a week. He had so (laughs) much fun at Coronado. He never even went into a park, but he had so much fun just at Coronado having a blast because he saw what the, the, like just the concept of the hotel. And you've got the big site pool. Exactly. Well, 
Fast forward to today. We're on trip number nine since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. Good I job. called the husband right at Christmas and I said, so what are we doing this year? And he says, we're not going. After New Year, wife sure. calls and says, all right, we're going in April. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. The, the kids, the kids are basically going to high school now. Yep. Like, I mean, like those are great. I love those where you've actually kids. gotten to kind of see the kids grow up, and and you know, you see as you're helping them plan. Right, they go from the a kitty plan to a teen plan, and and I love it. Beyond, yeah, right. It's like we don't we don't that. need Chef Mickey anymore. We don't need um, be our guest. We've done all that, but can you get? Rise of the resistance. No, I can't. Can you get? Yes, I. You know, like before fast, but it's like, yeah, like we would, we would just sit and like they're like, I don't care what day you get this. That's the day we're going to Animal Kingdom. Like that's how <laughs> that's how they plan their trips. Right. Like right. we need. <laughs> that's what's important. So, that's what they're going to mm-hmm. do. Exactly. That's what they want. It's what they need, and that's what we're going to deliver. Right. Every single time. Yeah, actually, that that story reminds me a lot of of David. Who, you know, so David is now uh, one of my top agents. But you know, back in the day, you know, ten years ago, nine years ago, so far, uh, he he was uh, just a, a friend that I'd known for you know a long time, who had a, a daughter who was about the same age as um, as my son, and he he lives on the west coast, so. Um, you know, it was Disneyland that, that we'd been talking about on and off, but, um, you know, he sort of prided himself on, on being a little anti-establishment on being a little bit, you know, a little bit edgy, not, not in an obnoxious way, but, um, in any case, you know, he, he comes to me, call, you know, I get the, the email from him and he says, well, I guess we, we're, we're going to have to take the obligatory Disney pilgrimage. Just going to do it, get it out of our system, right? Same kind of idea. Do it and get it out of our system. What? Okay. The one and done. The one and done. And And it was going to be one and done at Disneyland, right? It was going to be a weekend, a long weekend at Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, as I said, not only is David now uh, a a mouse master specialist agent, um, he's actually a generalist. He does other things too, but um, he's not only an agent, um, he and his family have uh, now visited every Disney park around the world, except for um, Paris and, and Walt Disney studios uh, in Paris there. Um, They've done, um, all of the the Asian parks and they, they took a great trip where they went and, and did um, basically Hong Kong at one end and Shanghai at the other. Um, and. Uh, oh man, that would be so great. I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was again, somebody who said, you know, reluctantly, we're going to have to do one it. and done. We're going to have to do it. No. Yeah. One and done. One and Not done. so much. And uh, yeah. now you can't get him off a plane. Right. Well, and that's what I, I say to my, my, uh, Disney cruise groups, uh, that I'm a, a member of. It's like, um, yeah, this is your first one. It won't be your last. I promise you. <laughs> um, all right. So let- once in a while you'll find one, but yeah, most they, people, they happen. once they're on, right. they're on. So, so, all right. So we've talked about some of the fun ones, some of the, the, you know, the, the ones that help kind of make it worth it to fight through the 
the drudge parts of this job. Um, I, I think we, we ought to at least share one story each of, of, um, shall we say the challenging guests. Oh, okay. Anybody want to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Um, just because, you know, with, with, okay. Everybody knows I just started last year, right before COVID-19 hit and everything went wrong. And I did have a couple clients that had, uh, some vacations planned and rather than them sitting on hold for two hours, I sat on hold for two hours and I was happy to do that. That's part of what I do for my clients. I'm totally willing to sit on hold for however long it takes to make sure that any questions, any issues are resolved. And I get that back to the clients as quickly as possible. And that's, you know, okay, I'm new, but that's my story. Okay. Okay. Well, so, so, um, so, so Tim has, has sort of, uh, Almost his, his first year as a travel agent has been a a, a you know practice in reverse, right? Of, of undoing a wash out as much as he's been doing, so to say. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, so so Willie, what's what's your story here? My story is, I got a call. I think it was around, oh boy, June fourth, from a nice individual who asked me to plan a trip at the beach club for June eighth. And needed, I'm not kidding you, every known reservation to man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and I kept, I kept thinking to myself that we were talking about June of the next year. And she said, no, my flights are in four days and I don't have anything planned. Oh, man. Really? uh Uh-huh. I couldn't get, I I luckily got a room at beach club, not yacht club where she wanted, because she wanted to stay at the pool at yacht club. Little did she know, as they don't know, they're the same pool. It's the same pool. Someone had told her that you need to be at the yacht club to experience the pool. I'm telling you, it was the longest. I think I was on the phone about four and a half hours to get this planned. I don't think I ever got the simplest of a thank you. Ooh. Ouch. And that's right. Uh, it was, I, I literally do not have her name in my Rolodex of customers because it was one of those things where I was like, I love everyone. <laughs> and this, this person got deleted. As but not you. As I- but I could, I, I could, I could not. I it was. I think I got off the phone at one fifteen in the morning. Oh, geez! And I couldn't even get a thank you for doing this for me. And I finally, my wife even said to me, she goes, "You can't be doing that. This job will, this job will give you a heart attack." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's your lunch. So I, I, yeah, I couldn't even get fast passes. Like it was. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Well, I, so the the one I want to. To mention is is a client who um, shall remain nameless, uh, who was a a referral from another good client, somebody that I'd known for a long time, and um, she was contacting me long in advance, which was great. I mean, it was it was she was starting out doing everything right, you know. She wanted to book for sort of the next year out, and we we were 
waiting for those reservations to become available. And I, you know, did exactly what, you know, she got the email saying, okay, these are going to open up, you know, let's get you planning. Got everything set up. I spent probably two hours because we went through over the phone, kind of like what Willie does for folks, I'm sure, you know, in the living room, right? We, I, I had a, a made a list because she had kids that were right in that kind of difficult range, right? There was like a 10 year right. old and a six year old. Yep. So what can they do? What are they not going to want to do? Right. And we literally went through every attraction at Walt Disney World. And I went through and, you know, described kind of what the attraction was about. And we ranked the attraction so that I would have, you know, some idea of what was important to them, what kinds of things they weren't going to like anyway. Right. We did all that. And then wow. um, we worked out, you know, plans for which park to visit which day based on predicted crowd patterns and, and crowds because they were traveling on a, a during a, a school break time. So, you know, there was going to be some crowd issues here and there. Um, we had all their dining plans figured out and, uh, you know, some of the, a lot of things were going to be sort of contingent on dining, right? So once we got the dining in place, everything else was going to get planned. So 180 days out, you know, I'm up bright and early. I get all of the dining they wanted and they wanted tons of character dining, lots of princess stuff, you know, Cinderella's Royal tra- Table and Ockershoes. And they had uh, 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 Chef Mickey and, you know, it was like every reservation Crystal they wanted Palace, was yeah, hard to get one. Get, right? It was hard to get one, but I got them all. <laughs> Right. Cause I, you know, at exactly 180 days, I, I was up bright and early and I got them all. You're the rock star. Um, so I have all the dining in place. I'm working on getting the detailed plans that she wanted put together. I have all the detailed plans. I send this stuff all out to her. Um, and then don't hear a word for, you know, weeks and weeks. And then about two months before their trip, I get a rash of text messages to my phone. Each text message is a photo of a handwritten uh, notebook, you know, spiral notebook page of notes that her sister has given her because um, the whole plan is a mess because her sister knows what they like and um, we should change everything to match what her sister sent. So that's why she sent me those notes um, so that I would have them as reference because everything needs to be changed to match that. Is her sister a TA, a travel advisor? Just say, you know, just saying. No. <laughs> no. Huh. And, 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 had last, and had last been to Walt Disney World three years earlier. Oh, wow. So anyway, things change in a hurry. Yes, they do. Um, now I managed to get it changed the way she wanted it. Um, and to my credit, <laughs> she didn't have any complaints about any of the things that I had set up for her in advance. When all was said and done, the only things that she had some complaints about were some of the changes that we made to, you know, 
that we had to make to accommodate what her sister was suggesting. The customer's sister, right? Uh huh. Um, and and I'll, I'll give her, you know, uh, you know, enough credit that she didn't didn't pretend otherwise. Um, but you know, it was just the the frustration of it. It, it would be like you know, run winning the hundred meter dash at the Olympics, and then when you went to go stand up on the podium, instead of getting a medal. They like, you know, gave you a spatula and sent you to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Make dinner. (laughs) Well put. Right? Because I was ready to celebrate. I nailed it. They got everything. And it was a perfect. Everything they wanted. Everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. It was a perfect plan. They were going to have low crowd days in every park, every day. It was perfect. All the perfect dining they wanted, all, yes, everything, yeah. But because her sister thought that they had to see the castle very first thing, then despite the fact that it was a, a, you know, a peak day at Magic Kingdom, they had to be in Magic Kingdom on that day. That happens a lot, though. I've had more than one client that was like, oh, we need to see the, we need to see Cinderella's castle first day. That's got to be like the very first thing ever. And that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Well, and, and here's the thing. I don't even mind. Like, if, if that's a tradition for somebody and they, they feel strongly about it, I get it. And I can do it for them. But if you're going to do that, then you have to understand that it has impacts on other parts of your trip. And that was the part that I had a hard time with her. Because yep. she wasn't willing to compromise the other things. And it was like, when I explained to her, well... You, you can do that. You can have it be your first day, but there's no availability at Cinderella's world table on that day. And so yeah, here's what happens, right? Yeah, right. I mean, we got you the reservation. It's not available. Now I almost wish it hadn't. I hate to admit that, but I almost wish it hadn't, but I did what I always do. And I watched for it. And sure enough, about a week before their trip, something opened up and they ended up getting uh-huh. their Cinderella royal table now. And, and now you know why we all have all this gray hair. No, no. But I, that's I, what a TA does. A TA exactly. does everything that we can to make the magic happen. I, I will admit to pausing for a second when I saw that it was available and actually hesitating. <laughs> but, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yes. But, but okay, so that's it. what your client wants. That's what she wants. It was going to make the trip better. It was going to make it fit what she wanted. It wasn't at the exact time, and and that was the part that drove me crazy, right? It wasn't at the time she wanted, right? She wanted lunch, but she wanted later lunch, and she was not pleased that it was eleven thirty. Wow! But <laughs> that's, you want that's the what experience. it is. Yeah, you're going to take what you get. Yeah. But we have a fast pass for Little Snow White at eleven fifteen. What are we going to yeah, do? Okay. Show uh, up early, yeah. right? So anyway. Um, that one was maddening. It was frustrating, but I mean, ultimately the guests had a, had a good experience. And I, I will say that, you know, doing this now for, for really at least part-time for 10 years, um, this will be 10 years. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't had any guests who I would say, you know, I, I wouldn't work with them again. I mean, I've had a couple that were close. But I haven't had, haven't had anybody that I would say there's no way I would work with them again. Here's the thing: well, have you have you come back with any clients that said, "Oh my God, I had a horrible experience"? Um, 
I have had I have had some clients who had difficult experiences. Some difficult, of them, yes, and, and and I mean bad, not so much. I, I have had people who had bad experiences, um, and we followed up afterwards, and and you know, generally speaking, they've been satisfied when when all is said and done. It it happens, and and when you do this for ten years, you can't avoid it because everybody has a bad day. Right. I mean, everybody has things that happen and sometimes it falls under. Not necessarily a bad experience overall. I mean, the problem is that it's not right. The ones that the the guests that have a bad experience are the ones that it's because somebody else is having a bad day and that bad day fell on them. Right. There you go. So, you you know, the guest who was in a room at, um, uh, at Saratoga Springs that had the plumbing leak and, you know, their carpeting was soaked and they got there and they were exhausted and the resort was full. And, you know, the first thing that happened was they took their shoes off and their socks were wet and it was gross. And okay. That guest had a bad experience. It, it, it wasn't, anything that Disney did to them and and to their credit, Disney did a decent job of helping get them moved to another room, but it, it just, it got things off on the, on a bad foot. People were tired. It, it impacted them for several days. And it, oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's going to ask, did they make it right? Yes, they did. They did that's make it what right. Does. They did make it right. But that guest still walked away with a bad experience. The, the good news is I, I don't think I've yet had a guest that had a bad experience with something like that that was out of my control who blamed me at the end of things. Right. I mean, it happens. Um, and there was one that would have been close. Um, sure. You know, there was one that was ready to blame me for the resort, you know, not, not giving them as much of a, a refund as they thought they should have gotten when they, when they canceled a vacation and, you know, it wasn't my decision, but, they were holding me responsible for the fact that, you know, they went against my advice and didn't buy insurance. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but that's important guys. But, you know, ultimately, ultimately when it has all come down to it, I, I don't think I've had anybody who's actually blamed me for the, you know, having had a negative experience. I had one client try to blame me, but, it all came back down to the resort. They came home with bed bugs. Ooh. Ooh. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, jeez. It was, yeah, they had all over their body and everything else. And it started with being me because I suggested where they stay. But I'm not part of the cleaning crew. I'm not part of, meanwhile, they, they, they got it right. They've been back now three times and they love everything about it, but it, it was a bad, how do I say 72 hours? It was just a bad experience and that will happen from time to time, but they give it another try. And that's the, the, the positive point is that they had what three more experiences since then that were great. And that's what really counts is that the fact that, you know, Disney's going to try the best they can to make it right. And that's all they can do. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and, and I mean, bed bugs is another good example of, you know, people get grossed out by it, obviously, and, and get upset about it. But Disney welcomes 
thousands of guests, hundreds of thousands of guests from around the world. And those bed bugs are, are luggage. You know, they, they, their biggest way of getting moved around is getting moved on, on people's luggage. So, you know, those bed bugs could have been there for no more than, you know, they could have been there for no more than 48 hours. Nobody, yeah, <laughs> it's entirely possible that they were completely unknown until that moment. Um, and Disney really, you know, to their credit, I've seen their protocol. Um, you know, they're incredibly thorough. They basically bomb the room when that happens. It's just a matter of if you don't know they're there, you can't find out until after. Right. You like can't it's fix not it. a right. Cause they're tiny. It's not something you don't find them. exactly. They don't, they're not seven inch tarantulas sitting <laughs> on your bed. <laughs> you know I mean? And that's the thing. It's like, you don't know until after you have them right. that you've got. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to throw the question out to both of you guys. Cause I'm the newbie and you guys are not. What's the worst experience that you ever had with a client's, when planning a Disney vacation. Who wants to run first? Wow. Um, That's really hard because most of the time, by the time they get to us, they're, they figured out what we do. Well, I can think of one that is a good kind of an example, and it's really more of a kind of guest, I guess, more than anything else. I don't know that I could yeah, identify an individual person, but um, so it's the guest that that comes, and we kind of referred to him a little bit early on. But you know, they have this vision in their head of what this trip is going to be, and they tell you, you know, what they want this trip to be, and then you come back to them and you say, "Okay, we can do that," and this is what it's going to cost. And, you know, they take that gulp and then, you know, they, they start to pull it apart. And I don't mind that. I understand that. I get that. Not everybody can take, look, I can't take the the absolute dream vacation that I want to take. I can't afford it right now, but, but, um, so I, I, I'm completely sympathetic with that and I'm happy to help people pare back their vacation until, you know, it is it does fit in their budget or help them find a way, you know, maybe I suggest on more than one occasion, I've said, you know, maybe we should, maybe you should reschedule this one, um, you know, spending a little more time saving up for it and you can do it right. Uh, but I, I had one in particular who had very grandiose plans and then the plans just started, you know, whittling away, whittling away. And we started with, you know, a seven night stay at a deluxe. And then it became a five night stay at a moderate. And this wasn't, this wasn't, you know, and this is maybe the downside of the fact that Disney just requires a $200 deposit from everybody. If you book a package, but you know, he'd put yeah, down the deposit yep. on the, on the deluxe package, but then decided after a couple of months that he didn't, you know, couldn't spend that much after all. So then it became a shorter stay at a moderate, and then he wanted to move it into a value, but they had five people. Well, could I leave one of the kids off the reservation? No, <laughs> can't do that. Um, you know, and then he was, so he wasn't happy that it was going to cost that much for the moderate. So, well, maybe we can, 
you know, instead of having five days in the park, we can just have three days in the park. Anyway, by the time we were done, he was staying for a weekend, like, you know, three nights off property with, you know, non-commissionable two-day tickets and was complaining that, you know, when I, when I mentioned that, uh, I charge a planning fee in those circumstances when, you know, they're, they're not booking a, a commissionable package. Um, and that, that one, you know, those, those are frustrating because I, I get it. I'm sympathetic, but by the same token, I did an awfully lot of free work and say, even, yep. even with charging the, the planning fee, I mean, I think I made more money when I, when I worked, you know, on an hourly basis, when I worked at, at showbiz pizza high school. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to say, I, mean, I, think about those. I think about those and like, you know, you start at the Lexus dealership and then you, I mean, I don't want to bring up the Yugo, but you end up at the Yugo dealership trying to make these trips affordable. But at the same time, like Aaron said, Trip I've dealt with many deal, people yeah. where I'm like, why don't we do 2022 instead of 2021 and give yes. you that extra year to put even $50 away a week? Yes. To make it so you can afford to stay on property or so make it the vacation that you want to want it to be right. Or you fly down for three days. I mean, that just sounds miserable. Maybe they drove, which is fine, but no, no, no. from here they're flying. Right. Okay. They were local. So yeah, yeah they were locals. But, so, you know, you spent more in flights than you did on your hotel and your tickets. And that doesn't sound like a vacation. It sounds like more of a business trip. Right. I mean, and, and I think that that's part of the thing that, that people who, who haven't really vacationed as a family before, I mean, whose, whose experience is, you know, most of the vacation experience I had growing up was, you know, drive, drive distance trips to visit family, um, you know, various places. And, and so if that's your context, then I think a lot of people just don't really kind of, have a, um, they don't understand the concept of yeah, they don't have a good basis for a relaxing it, right? week at a resort. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a lot of things up here, like where I live. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that going to Disney is four five, six thousand $6,000, but they have no problem renting a house at the Cape in Cape Cod at $17,000. I know, right? Week. And they call that a relaxation week. I've got friends. Like, oh, I'm relaxing. And I'm like, yeah, you don't like understand. That. You're spending way more there. And this is giving you entertainment. When you get to the beach, you still have to entertain yourself the whole time. Yeah. Right. And they're still, you're still, <laughs> like, you know, spending money at restaurants, some of which are very right. expensive. And yes. I mean, you fight only no left and right. Not only giving you that entertainment the entertainment that you really want right yeah and and i think those those are the ones that that i get the most frustrated with is um the the ones who who end up making choices that that are contrary to their own preferences like they've already told me that they like other things right but but either because a friend or family member said, oh, you have to do X or because the budget dictates, 
you know, they, they make a decision based on that rather than the experience that I have with these products. And I, I just, I cringe every time it happens. And, and look, to be fair, more often than not, it ultimately works out. Because again, they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know right. that the experience they missed out on was better. Um, but I just, um, th- those are the ones that are most frustrating, right? Those are the ones that are, that are the equivalent from my, my lawyer days of, you know, the, the client who, who reacted when I came back to them and reported on the fantastic settlement agreement we'd worked out, you know, responded with, oh, well, maybe we didn't ask for enough. Uh, right. Oh no matter what. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could have gotten 28 million instead of 20, right. you know, and you're like, right. Well, and I, just to give you a, an easy example, cause it's come up several times just in the last couple of months or so, as people have started talking about wanting to, to travel, you know, especially towards the end of summer or into fall. And, um, I, you know, I had a couple of people who said, um, as we've been starting to talk about the planning process and, and I always make sure they understand how Hollywood studios and rise of the resistance works. Cause it's a unique thing. And I have had several, uh, you know, more than one and probably more than three, uh, who have either said or emailed to me something along the lines of, I know that you said X, but I read on this blog, Y. And that's different. Oh my God. Yes. And my response is always, did you check the date? And who are you going to believe? Well, because most of the time it's not that anybody who's writing these blogs is being intentionally misleading. It's that when they wrote the post, it was true, but they changed things and they've changed them several times. And things change over time. Exactly. Right. And a lot of these blog sites, they actually, you know, they don't, they don't think about it from the other side of things. And so they use blog themes that don't necessarily even show the date on a post or they'll show a date, but no year. Well, when it's found in a search, instead of somebody who reads their blog every day, they don't know whether it's something that was published, you know, in, in on April 15th. 2020 or April 15, 2015. 2015, Exactly. And, and the information could be totally inaccurate now. And in many cases it is. Yep. Everything changes year to year. That's how it works. What, what I'd like to have us do is maybe try to wrap this up with what, you know, just your favorite uh, example of, you know, maybe the most off the wall or strangest thing you've had somebody, you know, come to you, and either, you know, ask, and it was a bizarre question, um, or, or, you know, just a, a strange situation. What's the weirdest yeah, we'd situation? Love to hear it. Yeah. Well, I get the, I, I usually get the most random ones are, um, when can I stay in the castle? Right. Those are, <laughs> those are challenging. My daughter, my daughter's a princess. Um, what's it cost for me to stay in the castle? We only want to stay one or two nights, and we've seen people have stayed there. How can we stay in the castle? Not going to happen. Well, the other one is they talk about, like, the Kingdom Keeper books. And, you know, there's the story about all in the castle and all that. And I'm just like, it's it's, I, I, it's, it's a fantasy book. 
Right, exactly. It's land of make believe. I'd love for you to be able to stay there. Nope. I would love to stay there. I think, and it's those are so off the wall. Or the the other questions, you know, when when can we get a room at blank? Like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are music fans, and you know, the Beatles broke up supposedly at the Polynesian, right? And what room was you know John Lennon in? We know that now. Is it official? Yeah, I, I, I don't know that it has been officially confirmed, but if you listen to the podcast that, that Jim and, and Jim and Len did, talked about. they talked about it very yeah. specifically. And, yep. and the thing is, it's fairly easy to figure out because he was staying supposedly in the King Kamehameha suite at the Poly, and there's only two of them. Right, right. there's two. Right. So, one or the other. so it's got to be one or the other. And, and, but which one is it? Right. <laughs> right. Well, but wasn't there some reference? I don't remember now, but I, I, I want to say there was some reference to the balcony, which means you know it had to be the one upstairs. upstairs. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, but, you know, but those are the, you know, the, the, right. the, you know, it's like, how can I get, you know, I saw, you know, Taylor Swift at this. Can I stand? you know and it yeah but those are things that you know you know kids see and you know we all know Katy perry's very 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 big on going to disney a lot she loves to bring her family and you know you can't stay she stays most of the time that's wonderful (laughs) but do you really need to stay in that room do you really want to stay in that room you you need to just experience what it is, okay? Enjoy to your stay vacation. In this resort, yes, enjoy the vacation. It's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think the weird, frustrating ones I get are the ones that they want to say you, that you ask them how many days I want to spend in the parks, and they'll say, "Well, let's see. Let's let's do four days because we want to do two days at Magic Kingdom and two days at Harry Potter." Yeah, Harry Potter Land. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter Land. Wrong. Doesn't work that way. Or, or we don't, we don't want to go to Epcot because we don't like Harry Potter. (laughs) That one I haven't gotten. (laughs) Or or Hollywood Land. I don't want to go to Hollywood Land. What's there? You know, the we don't need the this. And I'm just like, well, let's start the conversation over. Yeah. Right. Right. There's a lot of those. Which which destination are you looking to go to? Well, we we want to do a couple days at SeaWorld, a couple days at Harry Potter, and one or two days at Disney. Well, you can't do it all. Like <laughs> you can, it's, it's going to cost you about eight thousand dollars, right? Right, yeah. and and you know yeah. you could have your trip and, for half that, but but it's, but two thousand is going to be in transportation, right? <laughs> right, but I guess those and and again, it's a it's a you don't know what you don't know. Um, I, I think that that I keep coming back to the, the the folks who who you know have memories of Walt Disney World, but they're from you know the seventies. And when you Sorry. when you start explaining, you know, the, you you ask them how many park days they want to spend, and and their response is, I don't know, can we spend more than two days in the Magic Kingdom? Well, no, maybe not. But <laughs> what about the other three parks? Oh. Or they talk about right. it was thirty six dollars to stay at the Contemporary, right? When we went, right? 
you know, I still have the receipt. Great. You know, I still have the receipt when I bought gas the first time and it was 71 cents a gallon. And well, now it's not. I got it for 33 cents a gallon. Hey. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, we stayed, we stayed for a week for under $400. Well, the room's over That's 700 now. That's not how it works now. Right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, you know, thank you again to Todd Morgan for sending this topic to us. Um, it always makes it a little more fun when we're getting to talk about something that we know people want to listen to. So, hey, if you've got a show topic idea, you should email that to Tim at... Tim.Hicks at FantasticMemoriesTravel.com. And if you just want to tell Willie that, you know, you don't know what he's talking about and you can help explain it all to him, you can email him at Willie at WickedMouseTravel.com. And hey, if you want to tell me how much you appreciate the show, you can email me at Aaron at MouseMasterTravel.com. Uh... Hey, and if you could take a moment and head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show, it really helps other people find it when uh, the the Apple Podcast reviews get us boosted. I don't know what it is. The other platforms don't seem to have an easy um, review system of their own. They all kind of seem to ride herd on, on Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you can rate review the show there, it would be a big help and we would really appreciate it. Until next time. Well, thank you on the show. If you do some That's reviews, right. you well, yeah. thank you. And we're on Spotify. Shout out! We're on Spotify. Uh, I, I think you can even get. Uh, I think you can even get uh, uh, Alexa to play to play us. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild day. And Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. Sweet. A little hot here. I'll say... enough for like one and a half drinks well you have the problem is you get to a certain point and it's like you you you, you, you've left what you've poured you know stuck to the walls of the glass and you're sticking your tongue down there and trying to lick it off i i don't bear any resemblance to that remark (laughs) 